The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. Today, we'd like to talk about an area of technology that's getting a lot of attention lately, blockchain. Of course, we're focused at Cognolytica and our podcast on AI. So we're going to see how blockchain can apply to AI and vice versa. So we're talking about combining two really hot and hyped technologies together. So are we doubling the hype or are we doubling the value? So if you've listened to this podcast by now, I hope that you get a sense for what artificial intelligence is. But we'd like to spend a few minutes discussing blockchain and what it is so that listeners that aren't familiar with it will have a little bit better idea. We'll also post some videos and articles in the show notes that give you a better idea and go into a little bit more detail than we will about blockchain. So first, what is blockchain? Blockchain is a decentralized, distributed ledger of transactions that has elements of transparency, trust, verifiability, and even something called smart contracts. So we could take all these pieces apart a little bit so we can understand what this means and how blockchain works. So first of all, when we say decentralized and distributed, we mean that these are information that's stored in the network by a bunch of individuals and individual users who have their own store of information. So there's no centralized server, there's no centralized authority, and it's distributed in that all transactions happen everywhere on the network. So when we say a ledger, we mean a record. So it's a record of transactions. In this case, these are transactions. And in blockchain, it allows us to record any sort of transactions where we're trying to accomplish some sort of value between two parties. So these could be financial transactions, like sending money from one place to another. They could be some sort of information exchange, recording some information, some sort of chain of custody. So I know what has happened to something over time or some sort of contractual information. That's what is stored there. And furthermore, how does blockchain work to actually guarantee trust? And every block has a piece of information in it, some data, and that data is cryptologically hashed to store a representation of that data. And the block also has a hash of the previous block that's in there. So it forms a chain and that you can't really tamper with any of the information or the data in a block without invalidating not only the hash for that block, but also messing with the chain. So in order to change something, you have to not just change the block, but you have to change the data on all following blocks. Now, if you had a strong enough computer, a powerful enough computer, you could do that for your chain. But what makes things like blockchain powerful is that we have this huge distributed network. So everybody has a copy of all these blocks and these chain as well. So in order to make a change like that, you need to have consensus that all the parties need to agree about the change. So if you make a change just to your chain, all the other folks would invalidate that change. So, And I want to point out that mm-hmm. blockchain has been around for about a decade now and it's not been able to be hacked. So it is a really, really secure network. Right. And what these blockchains have done is they've added things like proof of work, which have made it so that to make a change to a block has to require the computationally intensive activity that just takes a lot of time. So it's very infeasible to do that. 
And the final thing I want to talk about as a feature of a lot of these blockchains is something called smart contract. So a smart contract is a piece of code, is a decentralized distributed piece of programming information that can be set to execute when something happens, some condition happens. So not only is the data and the information secure and trusted and distributed, but this piece of programming logic is also decentralized and distributed and trusted so that we can all have visibility and trust that when some action happens, it can do that with all trusted data. So that's sort of what blockchain is. So what does this all mean? Right. So basically, in summary, anytime that we want to facilitate a transaction between two parties, and we want to do so in a trusted way without the use of an intermediary, then blockchain is a possible approach. So how can blockchain help with AI? There's many ways that it can help. And so we've wanted to highlight just a few in this podcast. So the first is that you can share machine learning data among all participants without any intermediaries. So that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, a good example of this is that if we're trying to train a data model, and we're talking about machine learning here on, say, facial recognition, and we have a bunch of distributed, say, cameras or some equipment that's doing facial recognition saying, okay, I've been trained to know what Kathleen looks like and what Ron looks like. You could put that on a blockchain and then any other device that's attached to that chain, they also now know what Kathleen and Ron look like and vice versa. When they add some facial recognition information, now my system knows what it looks like. So the more part that join this chain, we're all sharing this information, whether it's recognition information or any sort of machine learning data, we all start to grow exponentially faster. The more devices that are on there, the more that we're learning, the more we all learn faster. So there's some real interesting benefit. It's also decentralized. No cloud provider, no IBM, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft. Yeah, super duper large company. Nobody owns this. Yeah. So everybody learns a lot faster. Everybody gets the same data. You're almost on a level playing field in that regard. Right. Yeah. So there's some power here. Now we're starting to see emergence of this. So keep an eye on what's happening here. The second thing is, is that we can allow these AI systems to share data about individuals or items. So there's this idea that a lot of retailers are obviously facing competitive pressure from Amazon. And one of the things that Amazon has is they've just, they've built a great database of mm -hmm. people and they know you and they know your shopping preferences. But what if all the retailers could band together and share their information about every time Kathleen goes to one website and purchases something or goes somewhere else, we can all share that information in a blockchain. All of a sudden we can all pull together and have a decentralized information about each other that nobody owns. Right. So, you know, Ron and I had been talking about this in preparation for the podcast about, well, why would I do that? What's in it for me? So if you are going to freely and openly share your data, because I would give them permission to do this, the retailers must do something in return. So that could be a lot of things that could be maybe more personalized pricing for you. It could be that a lot of, you know, different types of retailers, maybe clothing and technology and, you know, what's sold on Amazon, everything. <laughs> office supply, they band together and they give you a shopping experience that allows you to get very fast, personalized, mm -hmm. you know, very fast delivery and then personalized where they target you in specific ways. So maybe that's something that you give when you mm -hmm. when you give them their data. And it could be interesting. Yeah. It could solve some of these payment issues too. I mean, I mean, obviously when you're shopping on Amazon, Amazon's protecting their credit card information. You have to hack Amazon. But one of the problems you see with all these retailers is that, you know, their credit card terminals are being hacked, their yeah. backend systems are being hacked. What if all these retailers could bang together and say, look, we're not going to do any more payment processing on our own. We're going to all sort of share, we're going to do this distributed payment transaction system where we're not storing, we don't ask for your credit card information, we don't store it, but because 
you're on the blockchain, you have your payment information. So to shop at our store, you basically bring your payment-enabled device, and we just authorize a transaction from your device to our system. We never swipe a card. And because, just like in Bitcoin, the blockchain information can't be tampered with, nobody can tamper with that information. Nobody could see your credit card information. This could solve some of these issues that are just keep coming up. Also, you know, this whole Equifax situation scares the heck Equifax, out of me. Equifax, and then there was Lord & Taylor recently. I mean, my fitness pal with, you know, Under Armour, it's been a ton of them. When you did say that about the centralized payment, I was instantly thinking, well, what happens to loyalty cards? Ah, interesting. Yeah. You know, where like I I get a branded card from Banana Republic or Target or wherever so that I collect points and then they give me things in return. So they either give me a discount or they give me early access to something. So that would be one interesting thing. They'd have to figure out how to do that. But maybe that goes in with your collected shared information. They band together and give you a combined. There may be a better way to do better loyalty, better timing, you know, to do that. The other really interesting idea here of using blockchain for AI is this idea of sort of like the master brain, like the big shared brain. So if we collect all of these machine learning things together, all these like little data sets together, and we apply them to AI specifically, can we create robots and other sort of intelligent entities that learn from their surroundings and then share those learnings with all the rest of the bots who in turn share their learnings with all the rest of the bots? This is that whole exponential growth of it. And something that the folks at SingularityNet are working on is can we create basically a master brain that's decentralized, mm-hmm. that's trusted, that nobody owns, that's not under the control of a government or a corporation, that all these bots basically learn from this intelligence. That's a really powerful idea. You know, as much as we make fun of Sophia, <laughs> the bot that we feel is like an autonomous, you know, you listen to our podcast on that, Animatron and Chuck E. Cheese. You know, this idea of sort of like the shared collective intelligence is really kind of interesting. It is really interesting. I mean, you know, the fact that nobody owns it, you hope that it would be somewhat unbiased because it would have so many experiences to train it where it wouldn't be a certain type of person or a certain type of company training it. And then its use cases, though, you know, when you said no government's owning it, I would be interested to see how some people would use it, though. So another idea for applying blockchain to AI is this whole idea of explainable AI. We spent a podcast or two on this. Yeah, and we touch upon it in another podcast as well. Yeah, and we've written about this, is that one of the problems, especially with deep learning, which is a particular approach to machine learning, is that it's very much a black box approach. We don't know exactly how certain inputs result in certain outputs. We just know that it's a combination of neural network approach. And we know that over time we've trained it such that, so then when it recognizes a picture, it recognizes it as that. Perfect example of why we want explainable AI. We talked about it with the Uber accident, Mm -hmm. where if we knew what happened with the system and its failure, then we would be able to fix that. But because we don't know what happened and there's, you know, finger pointing and many areas where it could have gone down and failed, we don't know. And we don't know why it hit somebody. Right. So the question is, could we use blockchain as a way of recording all the decision making that's happening in a particular AI machine learning system? And then that's shared among all the parties. It's distributed. It can't be tampered with. So, you know, after the fact, when an accident happens, you can't go back in time. Yeah, you can't cover up. And also all these parties can take a look and be like, oh, maybe I can analyze this information and I can help you figure out what happened. You know, there are many parties now can be involved in this instead of this being a closed door thing. And now there was a settlement and we don't really know what the settlement's all about. And you're not going to see this information. So can we use blockchain as a way of solving some of our explainable AI problems? I think that's interesting. We could also use it as a way of increasing trust because people say, well, I don't know why I should trust your loan decision-making process. You can say, well, you don't have to trust us. 
it's in a blockchain. And if you sign up for the blockchain, you can examine everything that we've done. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think people are definitely going to want to be able to understand why, you know, like you said, well, don't trust us, trust the blockchain. The blockchain needs to explain itself or people are right. definitely not going to trust right. it. Exactly. I think another interesting area that where blockchain can help AI is in the smart contracts. We already talked about the idea of a smart contract automatically executing some information in a way that everybody can verify. So what if we use the contracts? This is an idea that we read on a Medium article. I'm going to post the link to it that says that maybe the actions of the AI system are encoded in contracts so that everybody has access to what the AI system is doing. And we can all see and say, oh, okay, this decision was made because of this kind of information. Therefore, if I built my own AI system, it would work the same way. And that's a couple of interesting things. One, it allows us to not have to depend on some black box of functionality. We don't know exactly how it's working. We could see how the decision making is working. But also, if we say that we will require that if you're going to use an AI system in, say, finance or in healthcare or automotive, that it needs to participate in a blockchain and the decisions need to be in a blockchain, you can prevent bad actors from doing bad things because you said, well, you can't do anything that's not a contract in the blockchain. And if it's a contract, we can all see it. So you could say you cannot participate in this autonomous network unless you're on the blockchain. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, because the way that this works is that you can't change a block and put it back in unless Mm -hmm. everybody's agreed to it. So, you know, I can change something. I can do whatever I want. I can make it malicious, you know, change it, but it's not going to be accepted. And I think that that's where it's nice because it's, you know, the power of many where they're controlling this instead of the power of one, where if it's in a company's hands, they can do whatever they want. They change policies, they can change whatever they'd like. Right. And so it could be like, you know, you need the hash in order to act on an electronic health record. You need the hash to act on a financial record. If you don't have the hash, you can't get access to the data and you can't act on the data because the action needs to be in a contract. So it's kind of interesting. We read that. and I think that's a really interesting idea. Maybe to flip things around, we see some ways that AI machine learning can help blockchain. One of those ideas is that one of the challenges of blockchain, especially as they get larger and larger, they become less by design. They're not meant to be efficient. They're meant to be that, and both in terms of energy and CPU usage and data usage. So some people have ideas of maybe using machine learning to help with optimization of all of these activities, whether optimize CPU usage and I don't know. Yeah, well, because the way that this works too is these blocks build on each other, so they never get deleted, which means you're just going to grow and grow and grow. And the more people that use it and over time, the bigger and badder it gets, right? So I think it also is slow to analyze. It's slow to pull things. So if you could have machine learning out there to help with that, I think, you know, you're going to get to a point where humans can't do this anymore, right? right. It's just going to be too big for somebody to go through. So it is an interesting use case. Yeah. The question I have, of course, is like, well, how can you make sure that it's not being tampered with if you're doing a lot of pruning? So you have to I think there's going to be a trade off, you know, maybe there's a couple of master blockchains and there's some sub blockchains that kind of go off the master blockchain and you only use those in certain instances. But then if something goes wrong, you go, I don't know. We know we're definitely AI focused. We're not blockchain focused, but this is definitely getting us thinking. I think the last thing that we're thinking about here is the use of machine learning to keep an eye on what's happening in blockchains to keep an eye for unusual behavior, malicious behavior. This is really AI, cybersecurity application of AI, but applying it specifically to blockchain so we can have some watchers, some some overseers of the chains, whether it's the financial chains or whether it's medical chains. It just can we create these machine learning systems that just can keep an eye on and see what normal activity is and flag systems when abnormal activity happens. Because it just observes and then learns what normal behavior is. And that's another interesting use case for it. 
Yeah. I mean, these are our ideas. I mean, there's other ways. There's probably many unknown ways that blockchain and AI will work together. These are definitely two hot topics. I think without a doubt, I mean, we're not doing this podcast because, you know, this is meant to be the podcast version of clickbait here. But these are two hot topics that need to be talked about. And also Kathleen is sitting on a panel soon. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Right. So on Saturday, April 7th, I will be participating on a panel with Johns Hopkins University. That's in our events section, but we'll also attach it and we'll give a summary post podcast where it's, can the US government save billions using blockchain and AI? So it should be a really good panel. And mm-hmm. um, there's some good people on stage with me. So we'll definitely do a recap of what's discussed there. And listeners, as always, thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.